fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man hey all you horror punks and zombies this is razor raw from audio anxiety here hosting with greg of the dead and brett from dimension z our episode on my bloody valentine the blood dripping episode that it will be how you doing man and no, I actually me and Greg have uh, pulled a trick on you. We are revisiting Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, how fun would that be? But Rob hasn't seen it, so he just has to, has to listen to us talk about it for an hour. I just minimize this and bring Seven Days to Die back up and let you guys talk with me on the podcast. Yeah, that's really interesting. Buzz, buzz. Kill the zombie, kill the zombie. Buzz, buzz. Yeah, every like 10 minutes, you're like, oh, really? That's interesting. And then you just go back to silence. <laughs> How are you guys? I'm doing good. It's good. No, it's good. Not bad. I've been anticipating this since uh, you guys invited me uh, like two months ago. Yeah, this is a first time watch for me. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I saw My Bloody Valentine way back in the day. I saw it before the remake came out. And then I saw the remake, and I like, I think I still like the original more, even though the remake's probably a better movie. This is another one of those, so, um, the last, the last two episodes I did with you, not the Shaun of the Dead one, but the Dawn of the Dead one, this is another one of those 2 a.m. Saturday night on Stars or, um, Showtime kind of deals when I first saw this as a teenager. So the movie's really weird, the background on it, because this was actually paid for by Canadian tax dollars. Yes, yeah, so oh, okay. my bloody Valentine. This feels Canadian now that you said oh, that. Oh, it is so Canadian. I mean, how many how much moose head is in this movie? Oh yes. Well, I love the um obvious and it's like obvious product placement, but it's not like Coca-Cola. I see Moosehead. I'm like, okay, at least that's something. It is the most Canadian of Canadian beers, my friend. Dude, but it's so weird because, like, they had this weird program for a while for, like, the arts and everything, mm -hmm. like, to fund, like, the arts getting made. So the taxpayers paid for this movie to get made, and then when it came out, they were mad, not at the content or anything, but they didn't like it. Like, it's not good, which I like it, but they were angry at the quality of the movie that they paid for it. It, it was really? actually, I think it's, like, one of Canada's first, like, horror uh like slasher genre horror movies too like to be filmed and produced and directed by canadian like i can't speak to that but that sounds right yeah i'm trying the only other like canadian horror movies i can think of is like tusk or yoga hosers but, yeah exactly but they're true north but they're done by an american so it's like like everyone in this movie was canadian the director was yeah like i think it's like one of canada's first and that come to it, the guy, like my favorite character throughout the entire uh, movie. I think it's that bigger guy with the mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now that you say it, it's like, oh, he is so Canadian. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he'll get over it, eh? Hey, TJ, leave Alex alone, man. He'll get over it, eh? Let's just go drink some moose heads, eat some uh, catfish off the top of our car blocks, you know? Hey. The other crazy thing about this is it was filmed in a real mine, and. 
The problem is they were scouting locations. They found this mine. They went around for a few more, and they decided on this. And then when the townspeople found out they selected their mine, they did what, you know, they felt they were should do as their duty, and they went in and cleaned up the mine to the director <laughs> described as you could eat off the floor. So they had to spend thousands of extra dollars and weeks of the schedule re-dirtying the mine back up to look like a real usable mine. Because, like, this isn't the same place we looked at because they cleaned it up so much. Like, this doesn't even look like an actual coal mine. Oh, is that what the throwaway line is then of, like, why are the walls white? Yeah, exactly. They scrub the walls white. <laughs> and so, which, don't get me wrong, they will use limestone and stuff, but that's not it. Though they cleaned up the mine way too much. Yeah, it's, it, that's, that's crazy. So... My Bloody Valentine from 1981, directed by, oh, here we go, George Maholka? <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, Maholka. That sounds about right. Yeah, so this was actually also cut to pieces, because this was the time when, like, people really first started coming down on violence in movies and stuff affecting the culture. So the version I watched is the cut with it all added back in. But when this film was originally released, so much of the gore was taken out and everything that it was almost one of the cutaway slashers where you don't actually see any of the puncturing or the stabbings or anything like that. You see the swing, cut, and then body later. So you, you got the steel box, right, that I got? Yeah, I have that one. Did you watch the second disc or the first disc? Second disc. Uh, the, I watched... It was only like five minutes of extra footage. Yeah, so. I, I, just, I just watched the uh, the original cut. I didn't watch the extra, so. Brett, did yours have gore in it? Yeah, well, that's one of the things I wanted to say, is watching this movie, and especially, like, these, like, 80s movies and whatnot, whenever the gore gets put back in, it's like my special edition Blu-ray of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1, of, like, when they add the gore back in, but they even say, like, it's only VHS quality, because that's all we have. So you can always tell when what got cut out was there. And I want to know what was in this movie before they put the gore back in. <laughs> Everything know. good in this movie is that VHS grainy footage, you know, they took out. <laughs> yeah, they never really made this look too pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys will get into the beat for beat. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. All right. So th- this first scene alone, I already have questions. So maybe one of you two can help me out okay. because miners are leaving for the day. They're coming out of the mine to get into their carts to go up. Which, by the way, my brother-in-law is a coal miner. We live in Pennsylvania. Whoa, you... I asked him about the accuracy of this, and he said, yep, they got it all right, because I was describing different things. But they're all getting into the cart to go to the surface, and these two stay behind. And it's the one miner takes their clothes off, and it's a lady with a sexy heart tattoo on her boob, and the other guy doesn't. So here's the thing that I'm... I have so many questions. Okay. Because she starts sensually stroking his gas mask. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the weird phallic air tube that comes off of it. And then he kills her. But that's not important right now. What's important is later they're like, no women in the mine. You know, when they're at the party and everything. Yeah. So who the hell was this? So, I mean... Um... Exactly. I don't know how. Like you got you guys. I, I I know you guys do beat for beat, and like if we do beat for beat, we're gonna. If I talk about this scene, no, you can jump ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so her. Okay, 
the monitor that's getting his mass stroke is Harry Warden. We'll just leave it at that. And, allegedly, yes. Allegedly. And the girl is the girl that, like, he's been maybe hitting on the side. So he brings her down in a mine. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they do. she does the whole, like, sexy strip tease and stroking his mask. And then out of frustration because he doesn't want to do anything, he just wants to watch her and she keeps touching him. Obviously, he picks her up after he slams his pickaxe into the wall and just bodies her into the pickaxe, which makes the pickaxe poke through her heart tattoo. I, I don't know, like, it, I know in the remake, like, they say it's the one guy's ex, like, that's the first kill in the remake, I don't know who this is, it's just a, a random person. They do say her name later when they identify a certain thing, um, but I, I, I can never pick it up when they do, it's, like, so quick that, like, I can't, like, write it down or even, it, it like, goes through my head so quick. So, okay, I'm kind of following you here, but... So they take her down to the mine so they can fool around after. But did she have to work a full day's shift with these guys just so they could fuck in the mine? I don't I don't know. I see well see the 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 cut movie opens different. It's just those two walking in at a mine. You don't actually see the guys ride the trolley up out of the mine or ride the like it's just those two walking through the mine shafts. You know what? Actually, I might be making up the other people. Brett, did yours have other people? Uh, well, I remember, if I remember right, I remember, like, yeah, people leaving, and then they kind of went off by themselves. Okay, so I didn't make this up? I don't think so, unless I also am making this up, like, subconsciously. Well, well it's it's that this opening scene with those two and the kill, the first kill, with the, the pickaxe coming through her back into her, her chest through the heart, and then it's the they cue the title screen, which is a, a great title card, in my opinion, with the, the blood curling screen behind it. And then it cuts to Thursday, February 12th, which is the next scene with the miners doing what you guys think the movie opens with. They all climb into the trolley and ride up out. So maybe, oh, no, I got that too. Okay, so uh, yeah, the, the the original cut didn't have... It's just them walking back through the mines. Okay. Sorry, Brett, I cut you off. Oh, no, when whenever Rob said the date, I was just like, I'm such a sucker for horror movies when they say what the date is. So I can go, yay, that's that day. Yay, break into oh, February sure. or February 13th on a Friday. How does that make you feel, Brett? <laughs> also, I do want to bring up, I know we're supposed to be in beat for beat, but one thing, and you guys tell me what you think. This movie was such a minor movie, obviously. What plot point do you think came first? Coal mines or Valentine's Day? I think Valentine's Day probably came for it. I think the idea to have like a slasher or a horror because obviously you had you had Halloween in the late seventies. You you had at least one like probably uh, Black Christmas was out by now, right? Oh yeah, uh, Black Christmas is before Halloween. Yeah, 70s. Um, yeah. obviously nobody's going to do Easter because that's going to get them shut down one hundred percent. Critters too. But but Critters Two was way out there, this right? Um, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, Critters well, I mean, Two. I mean, in this, 80s, I mean, in this in in this time, think of all the hate that Black Christmas got, in for doing a Christmas. <laughs> you mean from us or in general? Just in general, like when it came out, it got protested very heavily, didn't it? I was gonna say, me and Brett bitched up a storm about that movie, yeah. but I, I get what so, you mean. So you can't do you can't do that. You can't do Easter. Nobody even thought about doing th- uh, Thanksgiving until the late nineties, early two thousands. There was what was it? Um, Blood Harvest, and that was the eighties. That's a Thanksgiving uh, horror movie. Yeah, where it's um, 
I think it's Blood Harvest is the one where it's where he keeps tasting the blood on the end of his like machete. He's like, that's not cranberry sauce. Oh, maybe Blood Harvest is the Tiny Tim movie. Oh, yeah. that's right. Um, it's another Thanksgiving came out. It's another but, um, blood movie. So like this is this is the next like big commercial commercial like uh, like or holiday you could do. So I think Valentine's Day was probably picked first, and then they worked in like. Well, who's gonna who's gonna kill? Well, every, you know, you, 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 like what are you gonna do? You know, and you already had kitchen knives and machetes, so why not why not a pickaxe? Well, the miner is a cool looking like killer, but it does seem like a thing of like happenstance of like, okay, we want to do this Valentine's Day horror movie. What do we have available to us? Scans the horizon. Hey, look, there's a mine. Oh, definitely. You, you what's it called? Shooting the scene, uh, shooting the rodeo. Yeah, shooting. You the look rodeo. around what you have available to you. Yes. Yeah. So the whole town is all decked out for Valentine's Day, and I mean, holy shit, this town is decked out for Valentine's Day because they're having their first Valentine's dance in twenty years. Why we will find out later, but everyone's excited about it. And someone left a Valentine for the mayor, and there's a note that says, "Here we go. I have it written down." From the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. Which uh, is the opening line to the Ice Nine Kill song, Take Your Pick, with uh, Cannibal Corpse's uh, Corpse Grinder on Guest Vocals. That song's so good. Oh, I love that song. Oh, speaking of that, did you get your uh, bloody My Bloody Valentine Ice Nine Kills merch yet? No, I didn't. Uh, but I, I bought um, the, the Harry Warden shirt. With like um, ice nine kills and like the lens, like they did the the low, like the the uh, the title card with like the le- the lenses of the mask. It has the and then I got uh, moss shorts because I'm a, I'm a sucker for mesh moss band shorts. Well, yeah, I love when you put like, oh yeah, I bought moss shorts. Like I'm ready to get back in the pit, and it's like, don't do it, Rob. You're gonna hurt yourself. I had to recover from your wedding for like two days. <laughs> The, the by the way, Harry Warden, terrible name. Look, if you're gonna name your kid Harry, make sure your last name isn't an occupation or something like that. That just sounds like you're describing a really hairy man who works at the jail. Yeah. <laughs> the mayor opens up his heart box with the note, and there is a literal human heart, who I'm going to assume is the girl from the beginning, because when they examine it, they say that it belonged to a yeah. what late twenties, early thirties girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 in in that scene where they're at the coroner's and he's examining it. He actually pulls the DNA sample and says the name, and I I always miss it. Um, well, it's not like a character that talks a lot that you'd remember their name or yeah. anything. But uh, the the scene the scene before this, we're introduced to um, Mabel Osborne and Chief Newby, um, along with the the whole gang of kids at the the town hall in uh, Valentine's Bluff, which is the name of the town. Small town with a big heart. Uh, I think the choice of using... Because they had to make them all minors, so they couldn't go teenagers. Yeah. They went the youngest group of minors that I've ever seen. Like, there's not one old guy in the bunch. Well, if you think about it this way, like, um, where we're from, like my hometown, not necessarily. Back in this time period, you either went off to college or you worked the mine. You worked the strip cut or you worked the deep mine. Like, that's what you did. So it, it makes sense. Like like they say about TJ, um, Mayor Hanniger's son, TJ, 
uh, he 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 didn't want he didn't want to be in the mine, so he went to California. He went out west and down into the states, to California, and now he's back. And that's we learned that you know TJ is the mayor's son, and he's a big part of the uh, the crew. Would we consider TJ our main character? I it it's like a it's like a three way triangle between TJ Axel and um, Sarah. Really, I think that like that awkward love triangle is like the three main characters of this in my opinion yeah that makes sense well i love also like you were saying like this is such a valentine's like just town it's like valentine's bluff like the radio station is qpid so it's cupid like oh fuck i didn't even catch that yeah like it's they they like went really heavy on this and even the mayor's like you know i love i love christmas candy but there's just something about valentine's day candy that gets me you know, like they they are one hundred percent head over heels for this holiday and representing it in this town. Well, I gotta agree with the candy thing because the Reese pumpkins taste so much better than the Reese Christmas trees. And the Reese's hearts definitely taste a lot better than the Reese's Christmas trees. Well, I love also like most of them, like the the um, pumpkin and like the uh, Easter egg. It's basically just a blob, so like they just <laughs> <Yeah>. reuse. <laughs> They just turn the Easter egg sideways and put like a little, a little like uh, stem on it for the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Chief newbie who were introduced in this scene with uh, driving the truck for the mayor when he opens the, the card uh, is played by Don Franks. He has a lot of credits, but there's two voice acting credits that stood out to me on his list that Greg's gonna appreciate. Um, oh, let me hear. It. The first one is Sabretooth on the X Men animated series. Oh hell yeah! And Boba Fett. From the Star Wars droid series. No fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, like looking him up, I'm like, this guy sounds familiar. I wonder where he's from. Uh, as soon as I saw Boba Fett, I figured you'd enjoy that. Hell yeah. Oh, he was also in heavy metal. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, he has a he has a lot of credits, dude. At the bar, like you said, we get the whole twenty years ago story. This is our exposition dump about everything. Four men died in a mine in the methane explosion. One guy survived, and you get this like brutal cut to him, like munching on the arm oh my God, of one of the miners who died, and, and like his eyes are completely pink from being in the darkness, and his his like skin's completely pale. Like it's such a cool cut. And this origin story of Harry Warden, I like so much better than the remake, because like it's like, dude, they uh, it says it took them six weeks to dig them out. In the 2009 remake, as much as I like it, because obviously Jensen's Ackles is in it, um, it, it was only like 12 hours until they got Harry out, and Harry killed the guys. <laughs> this, this, that's only like, that's a single shift. Yeah. What the hell? It's basically saying, hey, can you work a double? And you eat your co-workers. Yeah, no, he didn't eat them. He just put, he just put a pickaxe through their skulls to save uh, air until he was saved. Oh, uh, dude, I, I like the eating them, yeah. like, addition. I think that makes them a little creepier well, that just immediately reminds me of the one south park episode where they're all like snowed in and like within three hours they'd start cannibalizing themselves <laughs> but so they died and then Her- the reason the explosion happened is because the guys up top who were supposed to make sure everything was okay left early to go to the valentine's day yeah dance. so yeah. harry warden went on a killing spree and said, if there's ever another Valentine's Day dance, I'll kill everyone there. 
and sometimes you can still see him out at night on Valentine's Day making sure there's no dance ghost stories, and of course the young people don't believe a word of it. Yeah, um, yeah, because the the 1961 dance was the big like 100 year like centennial for the town tradition of having it, and uh, those two, he uh, after he was saved and after he you know killed and ate the four men, he spent a year in the mental hospital until he escaped. And that's when he came back in 62 and killed the two supervisors that had been in their post. Got to point that out because that really plays into later in the movie, the two supervisors. Oh, definitely. And uh, the the whole reason why the mayor got the heart in the box was he actually ripped the two supervisors' hearts out and put them in Valentine's boxes and just left them at the dance. Look, it's convoluted and a lot to it, but I like it, actually. It's a cool origin for a slasher of killer. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like a kind of razor thin, but I also love it. Oh, yeah, it's like, definitely good. It's He hates Valentine's Day because, like, people went to a dance and, like, left, like, everything. And it's almost um reminds me of, like, the Friday the 13th Part 1 with Betsy Palmer where she's like, oh, it's all the teenagers' fault that Jason died. It's like, well, if you were looking after him, he wouldn't have died. Like, do you think, like, everyone left like all of a sudden to go to this Valentine's day dance. It's like, I get going after the people, but then making it where it's like, Oh, Valentine's day is the issue. Do we even like later, like they shut down like all the Valentine's day stuff. And then they're like, uh, Harry warden, like writes the note or something of like, you didn't stop the party. And the sheriff's like, what party? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how's he supposed to know, dude? Relax. I told them not to. (laughs) Like I did he, he didn't even specifically say, and don't think about having a party either. Like, so, like, he did his job. The dude and the dude like drives around constantly, like, hey, go home, no party in the night. Go home, hey, don't be doing that. You know, he checks on the mine like, like four times that night. Even though, like, obviously all the car, all the cars are hidden and they're partying, but like he, he like he did his job. <laughs> don't you dare be kissing, not today. Nothing romantic. <laughs> It's basically a one-night footloose town. I, uh, I like, like, there's a scene in the bar where, like, somebody's like, hey, who ordered the moose heads? And, like, everyone's head just, like, turns to Harriet, the waitress. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> moose head? What is this weird singing thing to the to the bartender lady that they do? Um, Harriet, the waitress, apparently she's a, a virgin. So... But, so they all sing and point it out to the poor girl? Yeah. Um, which... If you look in the background, TJ is kind of like not happy about it. It seems like with TJ moving away, he's a bit more mature, and like, um, like he doesn't really get along with the other. He like he gets along with the other guys because they're old friends, but he doesn't like how they're acting lately. Kind of deal. Well, I don't like that TJ wears a weird ascot around his neck like he's Fred from Scooby Doo. I do like that he wears a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt in Canada in the eighties, though. Oh, does he? I didn't catch it. Yeah, in this scene when uh, Sarah tries to talk to him, he's wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt. Well, we're right about at our next death because... Should we call our killer the Miner for now? Does yeah, that make sense to both yeah, you yeah. guys? Okay. So the Miner is watching Mabel, the lady in the town, like running all this Valentine's Day stuff, decorate the laundromat, and he just leaves a Valentine box out for her to find and then hides... The note says, roses are red, violets are blue, one is dead, and so are you. Which, 
is actually a pretty clever line. I so, like it. Here's the thing. The first girl, I, her name's either Rose or Violet. That's, that's the only, that's the only way I can try to like, try to remember the 30 year old woman's heart that they talk about. Her name's either Rose or Violet. Oh, fuck. The- Brett, do the typical nameplay speech. Oh yeah, every time we cover a movie for the act for the show, it's like Brian and brain damage with brain Wallace the uh, Walrus from Tusk. <laughs> yeah, of course, named a flower. Yeah, but either one would work because she was red, and by now she's probably blue. Yeah, probably. Well, obviously they they had her heart examined, and uh, you know. But we get a pickaxe kill. And then we find her later, and all our young miners are smoking and cooking on an engine in uh, the junkyard. What the fuck is this? So, obviously, these are older cars with older engines. They get really warm. Oh. So. <laughs> okay, good. Brett, we have the car guy today. Oh, yes, thank God. We don't have to just, like, yell into the wind. Uh, <laughs> raise a rub. We have a car quest. I literally, I, I, I literally put in my notes, cuts the crew outside in the middle of the night, cooking food on their car's engine block. Yes. You can do this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Already knew. <laughs> I feel like it's not sanitary. Oh, no. I mean, they, they have it wrapped up in... Because they just have it right on top of the carburetor, so it's just heat coming up through the engine. There's no exhaust fumes. All the exhaust fumes are going out through the back. Oh. Well, next time we all hang out, we can cook on the car. Uh, not no, Unless somebody has a, a pre-2001 like or pre-95, probably not. So it won't work on my Kia Rio? Probably not. Won't work on my Chevy Damn Malibu it. either. All right. But yeah, they're all hanging out in the junkyard, cooking on cars and drinking and smoking. And there's this weird harmonica scene between Axel and TJ, which, mind you, they are the love triangle guys. So yeah. it's odd where they duet with their harmonicas and then start getting into a fight. Yeah. Sarah, the, the, the girl in the triangle, used to date TJ and then TJ just picked up and left. Axel is was TJ's best friend, and now he's dating Sarah. And Axel just wants TJ to like move on. There's there's no nothing in between you two. It's over. You left. She's my girl now. I'm going steady with her. Back off. And TJ doesn't want anything to change. He just wants to pick up where he left off. Have either of you guys actually met someone named Axel in your entire life? No, I have not. No. Brett, I thought with West Virginia you would for sure. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's just in movies and Axl Rose. I don't think there's any real humans named this. In video games. Uh, yeah. Like yes. That. Well, I also love that there. Sarah has no say in any of this. It's just mm-hmm. TJ and Axel fighting over, like, cavemen. No, woman mine, come to my cave. Which, I mean, she kind of gets makes that point later on. Yeah, but for, like, yeah, she does later, but, like, so much of this movie is just those two fighting over her, and her just going, stop it! Now, cops call a psych ward, because they're, like, they think Harry Warden's back, and they have no record of him. Like, well, I can look in the whatever file, but that's gonna take a long time, apparently days, to search through these files. Yeah, and she can't find anything, so you just have to assume that he was either transferred, released, or on the slab, take your pick, which is the name of the Ice Nine Kill song. Oh, good catch. Yeah. And uh, the, chi- the chief newbie just freaks out on her on the phone and says, we don't have three days to wait. We need answers now. And he slams the phone and he like, looks at the mayor. He's like, don't they know? He's going full Sam Loomis right here. Yeah. Well, at this point, because we didn't really know what the uh, fate of um, Harry Warden is yet. 
And I love how they're just so nonchalantly like, oh, we don't know what happened to him. Clank. I was like, that's convenient for a movie. Yeah. Next, we get Sheriff finds dead Mabel in the laundromat dryer. I love the effect of her smoky, dry corpse. Made me want beef jerky. Oh, that's a fuck of a dryer. Oh, yeah, like, or he just kept putting quarters in, I imagine. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, this doesn't actually work as well as I was thinking. He's standing there for hours so he gets the smoky effect he wanted. Oh, yeah, because it's a laundromat dryer, which you know, like, if you've ever used a laundromat, is famous for it never actually dries. Well, I mean, you gotta figure, like, she got killed at, like, 8 o'clock in the evening, and the mayor showed up, like, maybe, like, 10 o'clock on that Friday. Yeah, but they don't spin continuously. He would have had to keep putting the quarters in. I mean, he had access to it. Mabel had the keys. She ran the... It was her laundromat. He probably could have just opened up a couple machines and just grabbed all their quarters and just started shoving them in. Like, I love the the, the thing of, like, the sheriff pulls up and the miner's just like, oh, shit, I gotta get out of here. And he runs out the back real quick. (laughs) All Scooby-Doo style. Yeah. Uh, next day at work, Axel and TJ get in a fight in the mine, broken up. No fighting in my mine, and that's it. I, I found it. I found it weird that like the supervisor's like go up, go up to the next shift, and then it instantly cuts to them clocking out. Like, like it, it like there's no like, like six hours went by because they were at like lunch. Like yeah, six hours went by. Go home. Like like that. I love movie magic. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, would you? It'd be like in rubber. Do you really want to sit here and watch the entire time passing? Oh God, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love and rubber. The poison food. Uh, okay. The chief tells the paramedics taking dead Mabel out to say she died of a heart attack. I would love to see that coroner report. <laughs> yeah. Victim's skin is burned and boiled continuously for hours. Cause oh. of death: heart attack. Heart is pulled out of her chest. <laughs> heart attack. Her heart attacked her. <laughs> there is a note inside of her, which lucky guess that they find it here, by the way. Like, the odds of them, and the fact the note didn't catch on fire when she was that boiled up, saying to cancel the dance, and they actually do. Yeah. Chief is there locking up Town Hall and cancels the dance, and this is our where you said, the, and don't you think about having a party either from earlier. Happened once, happened twice, or it will happen thrice. I love they shut down, like, the official dance, and their big plan is, let's go to the mine where we spend our entire day. It's like, uh, Razor, it's like being like, oh, the official dance got shut down, but let's go I'm to the tire go to shop. place of work, and, and we're going to have a dance at the tire shop. <laughs> like, we're going to party there, and it's like, but it's also like, it's even worse because it's a mine. But their big draw is like, oh, there's a pool table. Dude, look, I work in a place that's really dirty and everything. Like, it's bad. Like, just dust and metal shavings and stuff. Even the area where you're not doing the work, any facility attached to it is dirty. You know, you're talking about a coal mine. Yeah, that building's not going to be nice. Like, Like, the welding shop that I worked at, was was on the same land as the deep mine that they reopened in my hometown and not only was there just like the dirt from like the welding shop and like the like our break room and stuff and even in the in the administrative offices like you got all the like loose coal dust from them hauling the coal out and stuff coming into like our bathrooms and like our break room and stuff just through the air like oh yeah 
And then, like you said, Brett, you know where I don't want to go when I'm not at work? Work. Yeah. <laughs> you can work. None of you have houses you could have a house party at? <laughs> Yeah, they're adults. They're not teenagers. Go to one of your houses. You work in the mine. You're paid well. It's not like mom and dad are home. We can't have the party at my house. You're in your 20s at least. Well, I mean, TJ can't have it at his house because obviously his dad's the mayor. So, I mean, the mine. His dad owned the mine. His dad dad is the mayor and owns the mine. Oh, man of many hats. Yeah, man of many, many. I get. I bet you, fat mustache guy has a cool house. Like he has moose. Oh, I bet Hollis's house is the best. Hollis, Hollis. Yeah, I just picture like a bunch of like mooses like mounted on the wall and stuff, he, like a he, big fireplace. That's where I picture Hollis lives. Yeah, but like, like he has. Okay, so the big fireplace, two mooses, and then a Sabbath poster right in the middle of the mooses. That's how. I, yeah, yeah. That's Hollis's house. Why do we all like this side character so much, <laughs> Rob? I even snapped you when I was watching. Like I fucking love this dude. I, I, I love the, the one scene with the dude, and I can't wait to talk about it with Brett. Well, he's just a good-time party guy. <laughs> he looks like Andy Williams from Every Time I Die. He, he that's yeah, that's probably it. Which we all we all stand Andy Williams here. We get a quick bartender being the harbinger scene, like when they're talking about having the party. You know, you have to have the one guy warning them not to, so then it's okay where they all die. And they don't listen. And then the bartender gets this idea to rig up a minor dummy to scare them at the mine when they open the door <laughs> it'll swing a pickaxe and this dude thinks he's the funniest guy in the world i love this scene after he rigs it he keeps opening the door and having a swing it's like oh <laughs> he shuts it he opens it again he still keeps laughing to himself he opens it like five times and laughs every time he's like i am a comic genius i love like i am sending that. this to snl <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ha- Happy is hilarious in this movie. Like, the the whole storytelling and then, like, pitching at the kids. And then, you know, that, that whole scene with setting up the – he breaks into the rec room and, you know, he's trying to p- put up the fake Harry Warren to uh, scare the kids. It's, it, he is hilarious. But he opens the door one final time and he's killed by the real miner. Dude. Okay. It, so, like, Harry, like, stabs the hell out of him, right, with the pickaxe. And then he's just – he's gurgling and he's dragging him down into the mine. Like I love yeah, I that scene. Cool is this the yeah, one where it good. comes up through his eye? Yeah, like it, yeah, it, it's like it's like the knife stab from like the Thomas Jane Punisher through the bottom of the jaw. The kids then start their party, not to be scared by a dummy. And Chief gets a Valentine's box. This one's real chocolate from Mabel. And then he goes outside, and there's stray dogs around a heart box with the next heart, also probably from Mabel. Oh, yeah, and I love that, like, the one stray dog, like, because he kind of, like, kind of kicks him away from the box. The one stray dog's like, fuck you, I'm how eating this heart, because he starts going after him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think it was for Mabel. I think that was Happy's heart, the bartender. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, we already got the Mabel one. So, um, we also, there was a scene before Happy at the bar um, that sets up, like, maybe suspicion that TJ, uh, like wasn't very wasn't a very good guy when he was out of town. Like he talks to Sarah about like wanting her back, and like uh, Sarah doesn't want to. She just wants to be left alone. And like, why didn't TJ call her? And he's like, I I did some bad things out there, and I, I didn't I was a failure, and I didn't want to call and and apologize. Well, it's also obviously setting up the one who's gone and came back to be the killer, possibly. Yeah. 
Also, the party has begun, and we get death by hot dog water. Dude, I love that scene. Shout out to Limp Biscuit right there. <laughs> well, also, this is the big meal for their like romantic like yeah. night out. Is they're boiling hot dogs and they're drinking Moosehead in a mine. Yeah, you know, sounds like a good Valentine's yeah. Day. That's hey. What, hey, that's what Greg and I are going to do for Valentine's Day, and we're going to watch My Bloody Valentine 3D. These women really love these guys with the amount that they put up with of just like, okay. oh, I'll go to the mine with you and fuck you in the mine over boiled hot dogs. I mean, <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam would probably put up with this with me. I mean, I, well, she, our honeymoon was going to be seeing Mothman, so. <laughs> You're married. You have a trap. <laughs> By the way, the, no- the note in the dog heart says you didn't stop the party, which we already talked about. What damn party? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I did my job, you bastard. <laughs> Axel and TJ at the party again fight over Sarah. Then Axel leaves. This should have been our telling right then, but whatever. I love when Hollis breaks it up. He literally just like. Puts them both in a headlock and like you over there, you over there. <laughs> it's like, like we're going to be look. friends. <laughs> I know. Realistically, I have to make the picture for this episode the minor, but I really just want to make it Hollis <laughs> drinking. Yes, uh, just Hollis drinking Moosehead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to. There's a couple making out, like not in the mine, but near the shower thing by the carts and yeah, stuff. It's, it's like the shower room or the locker rooms. Yeah, yeah, like up top of the mine, and the guy leaves to go get a beer, and there's a lot going on here. Like it jumps, like back and forth. So I'm just kind of run through this, and so we can talk about it. Someone find there's a boiled heart in the hot dog water that's just brushed aside while someone's getting hot dogs. Yeah, and then. The miner kills the girl who was left while the guy went for beer with by like plunging her onto a shower pipe. Oh, dude, that was sick. after dropping uniforms like to scare her, which is actually a really cool effective scene if you ask me. Yeah, yeah I, that's one of my favorite scenes in horror. And I don't in the remake. I don't think they did it right, I, like they did. In this I haven't one. seen the remake probably since close to two thousand nine, but I'll have to revisit that soon. Oh yeah, this this is where they're in that weird like um wooden like crate thing. And they're about to fuck, and then they're like, no, let's go get beers. So they're going to, like, fucking all this dust and stuff. It's like, you're not supposed to have sex at the beach. I don't think you're supposed to have sex and dust either. Yeah, coal, du- coal dust is probably not feeling good up there. No, that's going to be grainy. <laughs> um, and, like, they, um, Babyface is the guy that got his face melted off in the water. They, uh, yeah. when, um, what's his name goes, I can't remember his name. It comes up later. Um, Johnny. He asked, uh, when he opens the door to grab the beer, Babyface is shoved in the bottom of the fridge, and it's actually his heart in the boiling hot dog water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, girl got killed with a shower pipe. Boyfriend comes back, sees the showers are on, and he's thinking that he's about to have sexy time. Gets all excited, like, oh, hell yeah. And then he finds the body. And then, look, so this is all going out once, and while this is happening, I don't know how he gets back to the building while everyone else gets to the mine which is right there but it happens somehow because six of them go into the mine that six is hollis and patty sarah goes down howard did you say his name was howard howard do you say johnny uh no johnny was the guy in the shower with the uniforms that was his girlfriend um okay well another guy howard hollis patty sarah and another girl yes harriet i have them all here where they at it's Patty, Sarah, Hollis, 
Howard, Harriet, and Mike. Okay, there we go. They all go down to the mine and just to give a tour and everything. And like I said, they somehow miss the guy running back from that way to warn everyone else. Well, and that guy runs in to yell there's a body right when someone else finds the body in the fridge and the party evacuates instantly. Everyone runs out. The phones are phone lines are cut though, right? That bastard cut the phone lines. Oh yeah, but once yes. um they they make some kind of announcement. I if, I forget if one of you will remember it, but it's almost like Harry Warden's here. Run! Like it's basically that. And then everyone like scatters. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Those six are already in the mine. TJ realizes so him and Axel decide to team up to go save Sarah and everyone else. They go down to the mine to try to find everyone. Yeah, because TJ actually warns Hollis it was a bad idea to take take them down and that Hollis knows the rules, no women in the mine. That's where that comes in. Yes. Sexist bastard, this TJ. The so the group's down there. Hollis is given the tour. Two of them break off to go have sex or make out in one room of the mine. Yeah, the 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 engine room in the main shaft or like the break room off the main shaft, I guess. Yeah, I love that the yeah. line is, hey, can you give us ten minutes real quick? <laughs> I mean, at least he's honest. He's like, it's like they come back eight minutes later. They're like, we didn't need ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the tour goes on. There's like jump scares just from them scaring each other, but Anyway, the, it really picks up when the miner starts walking around smashing the lights in a really cool fucking shot. Yes. You know, that's the back of the VHS picture right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, see, that's not in, that's not in the original cut. Really? Yeah. That's such a cool shot. There's nothing it, wrong with it. Why? It, it's, it's, it's like they do, I'm assuming they did one there, and then they do the one later when he finally shows up in like front of Sarah and Patty and Hollis. Uh, I, I want to watch this original cut. So I can just see how much, like, because I like this movie. I want to see how much worse, like, the original cut is. There's not much of the cut that isn't in the uncut, from what I've read. But even just to see it with, like, all the gore cut out, all these weird scenes cut out, I want to see how the movie is. It's like, well, it's an hour long. I mean, that part's nice, but yeah. The minor we find because Hollis finds them has impaled Michael and Harriet together with his giant screw um, Friday the 13th style. Uh, what part is it, Brett? You know, part two. Thank you. <laughs> My favorite couple of the entire Friday the 13th franchise. Cause they are actually a couple that love each other and they go on fun adventures and they get industrial drilled like Mike and Harriet did. Yeah. And the, uh, that girl um, that was in of the couple was actually like only 16 or something. So that's like they had to cut out like some stuff that because they thought she was eighteen. Ah, the old. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. But Hollis finds them, and the miner finds Hollis, and Brett Yule of this gets nail gunned to the head a bunch of times by the miner. Multiple rivets, multiple rivets to the head. How does that make you feel, Brett? As soon as I saw that, I'm just like, this is why I fucking hate nail guns. They're fucking (laughs) scary as shit. Hollis gets nail gun to the head, but makes it back to the group just to fall over and die there. Die yeah. at Patty's, die at his girlfriend Patty's feet. Poor Hollis. Uh, yes. Hollis was the real MVP of this movie. And honestly, we can turn the movie off here. Yeah, because now he's gone. I don't care. There's no one to drink Moosehead and to eat boiled hot dogs and then try to get laid at the same time and almost succeeding. And we'll follow it from here out. But here's the thing. <laughs> this moment 
is honestly a turning point in the movie, like jokes about the Hollis thing aside. Because here is where it turns into, to again reference Scooby-Doo, those scenes where you'd be looking down a hallway with a bunch of doors on the side, and everyone's running every which direction and coming out of every room while the Scooby-Doo song's playing. That's what this is. Yeah. Groups together, breaks up, gets part back together, but breaks up, and then the other one finds them, but they're gone for like the rest of the movie, I swear to yeah. God. So Hollis is dead there. The Miner finds our main group. Howard takes off running, and the Miner follows. Axel finds Sarah and Patty, and then TJ comes around the corner, and he hits TJ with a random fucking log, and <laughs> thinking he's a miner. Yeah. It was a mine. It was like a, a brace board for the side, the walls of the mine. Okay, that makes way more sense than just a log being underground. Yeah. Okay. He, 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 like, he totally, like, spears him in the, the midsection with that board when he swings it. Is Patty yeah. the one that's in the red dress? Yeah, the one that okay. she didn't think she'd get out alive in. The one that is from now until the end of the movie completely useless and oh is nothing God, but, dude. like, a anchor on these people, like, weighing them down. Like, listen, I can understand you just saw the love of your wife die your feet after getting multiple rivets put into his head. Sorry, Brett. You gotta bring up that image in your, your mind Poor again. Hollis. And it um, had to happen to Hollis. Why? Um... But, like, in real life, if you see that, yeah, you might have a mental breakdown, but you're also going to be like, I don't want to die. Let me oh, get yeah. out of here. She's, like, immediately just, like, just let me lay here. I'm going to lay here forever and then die. Um, later on, when they're trying to escape up the ladder and she keeps, st- like, for some reason, like, she's not at the very end. They put her in, like, the middle where she keeps stopping. Oh, and my God, like, I'm not going any further. I'm not. <laughs> Like, even even with Sarah, like, behind her, like, climbing the ladder together, like, no, I don't want to go, I don't want to go anymore. Well, That's then, where you just climb up and hoist her up on your shoulders and keep going. Yep. And then one of the dumbest things, like, which always happens in horror movies, it seems, it's like whenever they open up a car door to escape, but there's a body in it, so they run away from the car instead of pulling <laughs> the body out. That's, I've, somewhat, I forget who it is. But How, some, Howard, Howard's dead body just falls out of nowhere. Yeah, when they're going to fall out. And, like, decapitates itself. Yeah. And then they're, like... Which is fucking cool shot, though. Let's be real. that is an awesome shot. Oh, yeah. But they're so close to being out. And then as soon as that happens, they're like, oh, turn around, go back into the mine. Like, it's... It sucks, too, because, like... Like, the scene before they started climbing, like, cheap newbies upstairs, like, shit, the controls are dead. And, like, then TJ finds out the controllers are dead and they, before they start, like, climbing. Like, the police are right there. They're right above you, like, maybe 20, like, 10 more feet up the ladder. Yeah. You're, keep going. Yeah. But back on the bottom of the mine, they're walking around, and Axel is thrown or falls into water that's 60 foot deep. Yeah. This is one of the things I checked on for accuracy, and this is legit. Yeah. Yeah, This the, the sub area is legit. Um, and you just see his, the light from his helmet going down, and right then we know Axel's the killer, because why would you bother not showing it? Yeah. Well, I'm also like, why did he just not swim back up to the top? Do you... Yeah, true. It's not like he's in his mining gear. Like, he's not weighed down or anything. No, he's in Maybe he can't swim. No. TJ and, TJ and Axel both put on all their mining gear to go down. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. But still, yeah, you can swim. It. Not, no, dude. You don't... The, the amount of equipment that they had on, like uh, the breathing things and like the light, like the just the light itself, probably back then. 
that was easily probably like 20 pounds of equipment plus uh, the way the story bin. time i wrecked my dirt bike into a reservoir one time and the boots filled up with water so fast that I thought I was going to drown for a minute. I had to like unbuckle them like in the water to get out. So yeah. no, yeah, you'll go down. No, but exactly right there, like you said, you unbuckled and got out. You didn't just go, okay, I'm dead. It's a lot. It's a lot <laughs> easier. Hold on, Brett. It's a lot easier to unbuckle riding boots than it is to untie steel toe boots. But also, he's not even in there. Yeah. Ah, foreshadowing. He, he went ah and threw his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Here's where the girls and TJ split after Axel's alleged demise. The miner pickaxes Patty to death, and Sarah keeps running along the wall. TJ finds Sarah, and okay, now our group is where they will be for the rest of the movie, because it's only two of them. A whole fucking army arrives to back up the chief, by the way. Look, I get this is some like local legend scary guy, but in reality... It's still one dude. You really need the whole army to go down there now, with you? Now, now, hold on, Greg. Michael Myers. Different, because it's been proven, holy shit, this dude can kill a whole town. This guy killed, like, four people. You know, go down there. But but it's it's been 20 years since then. What other mythical powers like Michael Myers has he picked up? I don't think he has any. He has an AARP card if it's Harry Warden. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> For real, like, if we're not going by slasher series rules, since this is the first entry, it's just a dude! Get down there! He'll probably break a hip trying to kill you. And it's an old miner. So, like, you know he probably already has health problems just from being a miner. True. Yeah, but uh, all the cops of the backup arrive. TJ, Sarah are on the cart to go back up, so they start going up, but then the miner hops on, and we have a low-speed train like scene like you know in an action movie where people be fighting on top of the train and jumping from car to car it's like that but at like three miles an hour yeah like an old an old west like top of the train fight between like a cowboy and a marauder yeah or it's like that oh are you guys caught up on book of boba fett no, I guess. Oh, shit. listeners might not be remember but there was a there was a slow mo scene a slow-mo chase scene in one of the first episodes that reminded me of this also, where it's just like, why are you going so slow? Dude, and then we get the duel. Oh, the pickaxe shovel fight. And the pickaxe. Did you guys find it weird that there's no music playing here? And then so it's just like, Uh, thunk. Thunk. And it's just just the grinding of the trolley going up the rail. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, realistic, but anti-cinematic, like, right here. Yeah, there there is no, like, ominous, like, low, like, drone behind it at all. But, yeah, so they are fighting, and they fight and fall off, and they keep fighting, and they fight into the small tunnel, and Sarah pulls the mask off of them, and it's Axel. Dun, dun, dun! So, now, mind you, the first time I watched this was when I was a teenager and I probably haven't watched it since until I think it was like a few months ago. Yeah. Like October, November, like right before, I think it was around my birthday, November. So on Halloween, me and Sam watched my bloody Valentine 3d for like the, I, it was the first time in years. I completely forgot that Jensen Ackles was even in it, but I remember the, the bridge in the opening scene. I knew exactly what bridge it was because I hate that bridge. Um, it's a bridge from Catanning, PA, that I used to sit on for long periods of time. Anyways, in 
the remake, they flipped which one was the killer. So the whole time I'm watching this, like, when are they going to reveal it's TJ? When are they going to reveal it's TJ? When are they going to... Then they pull off Axel's mask. I'm like, what? He just goes, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> and they start fighting. Yeah. Like, I was completely confused because I thought it was going to be TJ from watching the remake. And then we get the flashback reveal of why it's Axel. And the original victim from Harry Warden was Axel's dad. Yep. So the minor that fucked up and left for the Valentine's party was Axel's dad. Young Axel saw it happen. Yeah, and actually the, the part of the mine that they went into, like the old part of the mine that was labeled damage or danger, is the original part of the mine that collapsed on Harry Warden and that crew. Yeah. Dude, so, 70s so. and 80s movies love to do that, don't they? Where it's like, oh, there's a kid there during the traumatic ex- incident that got blood on his face. Now he's the killer. Yeah, they, oh, they yeah. really did. Trauma movies. Yeah. They collapse a tunnel on him, right as help arrives. Uh, they start digging him out. He's alive. And look, I like this movie. The ending is so fucking stupid right here. Just so fucking cheesy over the top. I, I love I love the lead up too, because TJ's like, it's not Harry Ward. And the Chief's like, I know, I got the call two hours ago. It's like, well, why did you tell anyone? <laughs> He's like, Harry Warden died five years ago. <laughs> well, he didn't tell anyone because he probably didn't know who the real killer was then. He didn't want to be telling the killer, like, hey, we know it's not him. Yeah. And he, um, like, the mayor's the one that makes the connection. Like, oh, my God, it was his dad. You'd think that would have been brought up earlier when they're at the bar hearing the story. Oh, yeah, that was my dad. Yeah. But the tunnel collapsed on him. And he's dead. Well, he's alive. He cuts off his arm, runs away into the mine, going, Sarah! Will you be my bloody Valentine? And does an evil laugh. It's like, and a, then credits. It's like a Joker laugh. Yeah, it's so fucking cheesy, dude. I love it. It's like how quickly he cuts his own arm off with that like hunting knife. Well, no, I think I think he his arm got smashed off from the collapse of the mine, and he just pulled like he just pulled his body out. No, he he cut it for yeah. sure, yeah, but I think it was, was like moving already crushed. Oh. But, yeah, just so they could get the title of the movie in, the, oh, they said it, will you be my bloody Valentine? And then credits, that's the movie. It cuts that awesome, like, Irish folk song about the tale of Harry Warden in the credits. It actually is good. I like the song. Yeah, but, All oh, right. shit, my bloody Valentine. As a first time watch for me, I loved it. Uh, this this oh, is good. easily, um, like, it, it's probably New Nightmare... Evil Dead than this. You and your or fucking my... new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to get into Count of the Dead? Yes. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. I was going to say my new, my number four is Nightmare 2. You and your nightmare. No one likes Nightmare 2. <laughs> Actually, you do kind of like Nightmare 2. It's... Oh, God. I'll do that episode with you, Brett. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'll still be on it. Don't worry. I actually almost put it on really recently. Um, Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. We add them to our grand total of all the movies we've ever done. Last episode, we did Rubber, which left us with a Count of the Dead of 830. Where do you think my bloody Valentine brought us? Uh, Rob, you can go first as guest. I will tell you, I counted the mine accident since we saw the dead bodies being eaten. Okay, so... That's... Ah, shit, I didn't count those. 13. Brett? 12. 
Rob was closer. It was 15. Damn which it. brings us to a count of the dead of 845. Nice. Already getting close to 900 now. We're getting pretty damn close. Uh, well, every week Greg does this count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z. Where basically I do my own rating system of 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, and I rate it from something from the movie. And I'm almost thinking, because one of my favorite kills was the um, Harbinger of Death and the uh, pickaxe through the eye where the eyeball pops out. I just like the before. Before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing to himself over and over again. Like he's a fucking comedic <laughs> god, like you said. Yeah. But so I want to do eye injuries. Okay. Eye, eye injuries? Yes. So a number one eye injury, which is barely anything, is like you get an eyelash in your eye and it kind of scratches it. And like, it kind of like hurts a little bit. And then like it's gone within half an hour. So it doesn't even really count. Number 10 eye injury, I'm going It's Fulci uh, from Zombie 2 getting the giant wooden spike through the eye, and it holds on it forever until you see the eyeball dripping out, and it's Greg's favorite scene ever. Oh, always. I love that you picked, like, the eye, the eye injury with Greg. You, you had you had the, nail, the ribbit gun slash nail gun in, incident earlier, and now you're getting Greg with the eye injuries, and I'm just here like, I love it all. Oh yeah, this that, that like... eye one is not so bad. I'm very particular on it, but when it's gross, I fucking hate it. Zombie and Hostor are still the worst two for me. Oh, the needle. Is it the... Uh, no, the blowtorch and Hostel, oh. and then like the wood going in. So I'm going to give this seven eye injuries out of ten. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It's a brand new slasher that I've been meaning to watch, but just had never watched before. And I'm glad I finally got an excuse to watch it. I sat on this one for a little bit, and I'm proud to say we came to the same conclusion. I went seven eye injuries out of ten, which would be like, you're going to have to wear an eye patch for a while, but you'll see again. You're right. Mr. Razor Rob? Went for a total... Um, I love this movie. I love the story. I love the theme. I love almost, I pretty much love every single kill, especially the the shower scene one. Like, you don't actually see it, but, like, just seeing her hanging there with the, the blood and the water coming out of her mouth. Um, I, and so far, every episode I've been on, I think I've given everything this. I'm doing a 10 out of 10. I love this fucking movie. This is a, 10's not that far removed. I won't complain yeah. about a 10. This it's is, not there for me, but I like it a lot. This is a grab them by the skull, take both your thumbs, and push in through their eyes until they pop and pus comes out. 10 out of 10. Oh, so this kills. Evil Dead one of they're shoving the uh, finger, the thumbs through the eyeballs. <laughs> yes, man, it's a fun movie though. Like I, for real, this is a good one to revisit and everything. I probably I don't think I watch it again for Valentine's Day since I just watched it. I'll probably do the other one. But man, I I really do like this movie a lot. I think the miner is such a cool idea. It's, it's so simple and dumb, but also great at the same time. Well, he looks cool. It's already a scary looking thing. Yeah. This this movie always stood out to me because, like I said before, I grew up in a mining town, um, and like this when I saw it, I was like I was a young teenager. It was like eleven, twelve, so like things still, you know, my imagination was still running wild because I have a wild imagination. Greg knows, 
like so like after watching this and like walking home at like 2 a.m to pitch black through like the old mine like the old bony piles and stuff like like you'd hear a noise and you'd be like oh crap is that like is somebody gonna be chasing behind me with a, a mining flashlight and a pickaxe like you know so like this movie always stuck with me especially growing up in a mining town there's like this this could happen like somebody could lose their mind and just start killing people with pickaxes uh, one more thing I do want to point out about this movie that we didn't get to because it wasn't like a plot point or anything. I don't know why I laugh, and it has this weird certain charm to it, this part. When everyone gets off at the mine the first time, and they're all speeding away in their cars, and they're playing this, this odd, upbeat fiddle music yeah. I really like. It's like it's like great value brand, like Benny Hill, almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, Hollis is, like, pulling up his pants and shit. Like, he's running to his car while he's tightening up his drawers. Hey, man, that, that he's got to get to that car. And he's got to get there first because he doesn't want to pay for the 600 moose heads they're about to drink. Oh, no, yeah, there's moose heads, like, waiting for with his name on them at the bar. They're calling for him. Hollis, drink me. Um, rest in peace, Hollis. I feel like he's the dude when he goes to the bar, the bartender just turns around and sets two beers out for him already. Like, yep. they already know. Like, he walks in, he's like, he's like, hey, happy, happy. He's like, here you go, Hollis, here's your moose head. Should we tell him about next week? Yes, yeah, so what are we doing next week, Greg? Well, it's been a while since we've done any, like, monster, so we're doing an American Werewolf in London. Nice. Ooh. That'll be a really fun one. I can't wait to watch this again. I haven't watched that in a while. This is one that I've seen like so many times, but I probably haven't watched it in like about three years. So I'm really like excited to revisit it and see what I think now. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting watch. Like you know, everything's kind of fun once you start the show and you pick out little dumb things like her name's Rose, like just dumb little quips that we never caught before. So yeah, I'm excited to watch this one. So that's everyone's homework for next week: watch an American Werewolf in London. Not like that's bad homework. Yeah, that, that movie is a classic. Um, I, 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 I'm like, I'm with Brett. I probably haven't watched it in three or four years, so I'm gonna revisit it before I listen to your guys' episode. Oh, good. Um, Rob, we did try to plug your stuff last week. Rob has a radio show that comes out every now and then on Spotify exclusive called Audio Anxiety Radio Show. And I did plug your Twitch. I said it. I didn't spell it. It's Two oh. Step and Dad. How do you spell that? Uh, it's Two Step and Dad. It's uh the number two. Capital S T E P N D A D. And yeah, so I, what, what are you playing on there lately? Uh, I've been playing um, mainly a uh, b- bunch of first person shooters, some sports games. Uh, I started doing uh, so a Fallout playthrough, Fallout 4. Um, I'm hoping to get uh, the ability to play some computer, uh, some games off my actual computer setup and ha- um, actually stream from my computer. I have a couple horror games I want to play, like Phasmophobia. Um, and I've been, I've been playing seven days to die, which is a zombie survival game with a lot of RPG elements that I want to stream too. Uh, it's a fun time. A lot of jump scares when you're not expecting the zombies to run out of nowhere. And, uh, every seven days there's a blood moon that causes all the zombies on the map to come to whatever players on the map and like a horde night. And, uh, you know, you have to fend them off for the entire night until dawn breaks again. It's, it's a fun time. So, um, yeah, stop by my Twitch, check it out. Um, chat chat with me um if you want to see some of my highlights you can check out uh, my tiktok which is under the same um same name uh yeah stop by we'll have a good time play some games speaking of video games because i only play like two video games it's like minecraft and grand theft auto 5 i kept thinking about minecraft throughout this entire 
movie. <laughs> yeah, especially when they're like fighting on top of the minecarts and whatnot. It's just I could imagine like just the blocky players like whacking each other with those like diamond pickaxes. <laughs> <laughs> A game that I do play that ties into this show heavily though is uh, Dead by Daylight. So um, I am going to start picking that up again when the new season comes out. So definitely stop by and watch me. Uh, it's very therapeutic to run around after a long day of work, run around and kill people. So, especially. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we got, right, Brett? Yeah. Just make sure to follow um, Throbbing with Horror on all the social medias. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. You'll see us. Yep, and if you want, please rate our show five stars. It really helps us out a lot. It helps more people find us. We keep doing it longer. And uh, unless you have anything else, Greg. No, that's about it. All right, well, we hope that uh, My Bloody Valentine has left your brain throbbing with horror.